Yes, God, honey, is it on? Is this thing recorded? Baby, it's your girl, T.S. Madison, and I'm filling in for my girl, Claudia Jordan, this week. We are back with TGIF, and we're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to sip this hot tea. So what's up, guys? How has your weekend been? Everybody knows I've been on the sick and shut-in list. Y'all know I had a bunion surgery on Wednesday. So soulmates, I'm back at work. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be 100% honest. I probably returned to work a little sooner than I should have because my foot is down here throbbing. But I told y'all I would be back on Monday. And so I did this for y'all. I'm here for y'all, even though I need about two more days off. I'm gonna push through and I'm gonna make it happen for y'all. What about you, Al? And, you know, I'm back from te my teaching week um, on site at Bowie State University, the oldest historically black university in the state of Maryland. Um, and it's always good to be on campus with those young, young, young minds and helping them develop it to become true, significant contributors of society. So um, I'm back to be back in. I'm good to be back in L.A. So, hey, let's go. All right. So what y'all drinking on tonight? Uh, me just a little ginger ale because I'm under the doctor's orders. You know, I'm on them, them good pain meds and I ain't supposed to mix that with vodka. So I just <laughs> drank my ginger ale. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got some ginger ale, some crackers in the back back there. That's my ginger ale, some little saltines in the back. Mm-hmm. I'm doing wine. Yes, Madison. I'm doing my Chardonnay, my buttery Chardonnay again tonight. So you know what happens when I drink my buttery Chardonnay. I'm having a little St. Germain's and uh, some absolute vodka on some crushed ice. Yeah. And I'm feeling normal. crushed. Not to be confused <laughs> with that regular block ice that y'all hosts at work be drinking. It's, uh -oh. it's crushed. It's crushed, honey. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some topics, baby. Now, listen, it is official. Usher will be headlining the 2024 Super Bowl halftime show presented by Apple Music. The singer released the following statement saying, and I quote, it's an honor of a lifetime to finally check a Super Bowl performance off my bucket list. I can't wait to bring the world a show unlike anything else they've seen from me before. Not funky. Are y'all excited to see Usher at the Super Bowl stage? You know what, Madison and Al, I am super excited to see Usher on this stage. At the last couple Super Bowl reunion things, you know, people left a little unsatisfied and they kept throwing out names of people who would be great. Oh, this person would be great. And when they threw Usher in, I'm not going to lie to you, I was one of the first people to argue, did he have enough commercial hits to, to maintain a whole Super Bowl thing by himself? Well, needless to say, how his residency has been selling out in Vegas and the way y'all girls been going down there spending up all y'all rent money on them Vegas tickets. And the way he just added a November and a December show to the Vegas thing, so I might have to make my way down there. I am most definitely excited to see Usher hosting the Super Bowl Bowl. I eat my words and regret the fact that I ever questioned his catalog's ability to do so. And I hope that Jay-Z and them pull out all the money so he can have all the stops pulled out. And this is not pitting them against each other so we can get a little more than we got from Rihanna. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, 
That's interesting, Q, because I was thinking one of his biggest hurdles is that he's got to get over that 120 million viewers, which is the largest viewership any Super Bowl halftime has ever had. And that was only done by Miss Rihanna. Now, you have a right to question his his catalog, but we like you said, we can't rush. We can't question the fact that he has been doing phenomenal at his Vegas residency. That makes that that makes it so that he has a relationship with Vegas. It's appropriate for him to do it because of that residency and his relationship. He's a great performer. He sold over eight, what, 100 million uh, records real, real, worldwide. He has eight Grammys. He has nine Billboard Hot one, you know, 100 top number one hits. And he's been in the business for three decades. So I think definitely he is the one to choose to pick to see if he can outdo Rihanna. Baby, as long as Kiki Palmer down there with her net dress on, oh, I'm down there to the Super Bowl watching it with my own eye. And it's so funny that you say that, Madison, because Butterfly J. Hart said, Usher bet not bring Kiki out to perform that hit <laughs> they made. We got a few other comments. Um, Blue Skits, Skits Sophisticated says, I don't care nothing about that game, but will be watching Usher. And Hot Commodity 77 says, I think he will do a great job, and we need party hits coming from the Super Bowl. I couldn't agree more. Child, that's the only man that can still serenade me out of my panties. <laughs> every, other, every other man in the U.S. already has. It's okay. He rich enough to do it. Hush him out. <laughs> listen, y'all. Hush, hush. <laughs> now, listen. President Joe Biden is facing backlash after mispronouncing L.L. the Cool J's name and referring to him as a boy. Take a look. To two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, by the way, that boy's got, he got man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's been. Child, now we already know that man old as Methuselah, honey. What are y'all thoughts on this mess, child? And is it time for President Biden to have several seats or just several, several seats? Well, come on. Well, this is a deal. Biden is an 80 year old white man, and I'm not expecting him to know how to pronounce LL Cool J's name correctly. I'll give you a pass on that. But what I can't give you a pass on is that you continue to call our black leaders, men of influence, boy. Now, Corey Booker, Booker already checked your ass once about it, and he said, You don't joke about calling black men boys because it has a negative connotation as, re as it relates to African American race relations. He did it anyway. He called Wes Moore the first black uh, mayor, I mean, not mayor, the first black governor of Maryland boy. Now he's back at it again calling LL Cool J boy. Now listen, President Biden and your team, you guys have to get it together because you're, A, you're slipping in the polls. A, we saw you slipped in the polls towards um, um, Trump. And the black community is side-eyeing you, Biden, and your team. And you need to be more prepared when you come out into these all black environments, because I promise you, you're gonna need us to win this next election. Funky. You know, Al, I 100% agree with you on the um, not expecting him to pronounce LL Cool J, although I just thought, you know, Rush Media Training 101 was the last 40 seconds before you were going on stage. There was somebody 
next to you with a paper saying, all right, you need to hit LL Cool J. You need, her name is Serena Williams and it's Queen Latifah. La Tifa. I always thought there was somebody with you spelling it out phonetically so you didn't make these types of mistakes. As far as it relates to him calling people boy, <clears throat> you know, to your point, Al, when you've been checked on it and told, you know, you need to get this together, especially when you're coming into African-American spaces, you need to triple check and double check all your fault points before you walk into that room. And boy needs to be one of those things that is on your checklist of things not to say. Now, I will say this. He did autocorrect himself quickly. He said it and then he did come behind it and call him a man. This is what I will say. And I'm not making excuses for him. I honestly don't think that he meant anything by it. I don't think he meant anything derogatory by it. I honestly think that he comes from a place 80 years ago that um, when you looked at a black person, that's what you saw. And rather that makes it right, wrong, or indifferent, and we can debate that later, I just think who he is at his core is always going to bubble to the top. But do I think he was trying to put him in his place or trying to denote that he was less than anybody else in the room? I do not. I just think it's an old habit that's going to die hard if it dies at all with an 80-year-old man. Well, this is the right. key. This is the thing. He talks about that he gets the saying, hush boy, from his mother. It's all saying that his mother has had. But um, it's more than just the Black people. He called the Muslims that visit the White House boy. And they told him that that's inappropriate. As Muslims, you don't address us as boy. He also called that golfer that came from Japan that won the Masters boy. And they corrected him then. It's just the inability of him to autocorrect himself when you got multiple cultures, including the African-American community, saying to you, you are offending us. And for you to be tone deaf against that leads me to believe that maybe you could be tone deaf to other things that are sensitive to our community. Correct it or watch the shift in the in the votes change. I, I I totally agree with both of you gentlemen on this whole uh, with your sentiments on the whole situation because first of all we already are questioning the whole administration and so therefore you know this doesn't make anything any better and we black people are really really in a space right now where we're trying to pick apart everything about who's going to represent us in, in November when it comes down time, you know, for the polls and that boy stuff don't work. It definitely don't work anywhere with me at all. And to segue into that whole situation. Hold, hold on, I got to read one comment, Maddie, before you go off. Butterfly J Hart says Biden reads as well as Floyd Mayweather at this point. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Uh, but this what happened when y'all don't put the black person up, up front for the black stuff. Kamala ass should have been there, point blank, period. Right. right like that. Yeah. His ass was nowhere to be found at the at the at the hip hop thing in her yard. He wasn't he there. Was there he, he was out there, girl. He was just in the back room. Oh, okay. Drinking up on people lemonade, touching on the black. All the lemonade and stuff, honey, getting his pills and stuff. Calling them boy, making them serve them and wait on them. Uh-huh. In yeah. the mic. But he wasn't gonna call me no boy. At all. Now, listen, speaking of calling me a boy, award winning actress Angelica Ross is not holding back about her experience working with Ryan Murphy. The actress revealed that working on the hit shows Pose and American Horror Story was toxic, transphobic, and racist. 
And she even she even indicated that actress Emma Roberts misgendered her on the set of AHS. That's American Horror Story. Now, gentlemen, what are your thoughts on this story? Come on, Al. Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about this uh, last week when the two of you weren't here. And I'm just trying to be sensitive, right? And I've said this before. I've come a long way since 2019 when that when she mis was misgendered. And I, I've said I've learned from you, T.S. Madison. I've learned from you, Funky, on the sensitivities around being misgendered and what that means and what that carries. Now, the fact that we're talking about her again against Ryan Murphy just makes me feel some kind of way. And I would rather for hear from you, T.S. Madison, on the lean in here, because for me, it seems and feels kind of calculated like she she really didn't have much to say after pose right with ryan murphy he hired her for american horror story didn't have much to say then now the fact that he didn't hire her for the third job now everything is coming out and i i i don't want to say that it's that it's us being insensitive but i just want to know why is it coming out now right it, it just feels weird to me and something in the milk like funky says it's just it just isn't clean now she says she's an activist and she always has to stand in the space of things that don't feel right to her she's got to speak on it that's why she's telling all these stories now but t.s madison i would like to know how you feel because i think you're the best expert in this space in talking about you know transphobia and transgender rights and and what well, they need in order to feel comfortable on set well personally you know when you show up to work you want to show up in in a in a comfortable environment. And she is a trans woman. She's not a, a he or a him or an it. She is a trans woman. She presents herself as a, as a woman. She is a woman of, uh, she's a trans woman and that's what she presents. And so therefore heing her or hemming her is very disrespectful. Now, I remember her speaking to me many years ago about, uh, American Horror Story Coven um, that they that she had spoke to Ryan Murphy about them doing a black witch a all black witch season and I had talked to her heavily about this and I remember her telling me she said sis I want you to sit back and I want you to chill because when I when I pull this stuff together I've been talking to Ryan about it I'm gonna pull you in on this situation and then I was like well maybe she just joking or something like that and it never happened and so she texts me and she and I have been communicating with each other. Now, this is some personal stuff that I'm telling y'all. Mm -hmm. We have been communicating and stuff like that. And then she said, well, girl, I don't know what happened. You know, we were supposed to do it and it never transpired. Granted, all this other stuff, you know, goes on. It goes on to happen. And then, boom, you know, we have American Horror Story NYC that was like really gay, really white, you know, really driven by that. And, um, you know, she had been on hiatus from work for a while waiting on this stuff from Ryan Murphy. When is it? When do we get in a space where we say, all right, I'm in a contract with you guys. Like, why are y'all taking so long, you know, to tell me what's going on or, or, you know, I've missed work. I've missed hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars waiting on this to happen. So, she was in a bit of in a bit of a conundrum there. Like I'm waiting on this to happen. You know, you talk to me. You came to me because I saw the emails. I'm I saw the emails and the text messages in between them. You you come to me. I pitch you an idea. You say you ready to do it, and then boom, it just goes silent. Now I'm a person that this stuff has happened to on countless times where I pitch an idea, then people come back and we talk about it, and then everybody goes silent. 
for me. This is just for me. The misgendering part of the whole situation, yes, I'm going to stand 10 toes down on that because I'm not walking in the work as he and him. That's not what I present. But when it comes down to taking contracts and putting contracts forward and stuff like that, like or, 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 or telling inside stuff like that, I've learned from my own mistakes of doing that. Now, I'm not saying that Angelica made a mistake in doing it because these was her decisions. You know, had it been me, would I have done it? I don't know. It all depends on how how mad I am. These are big Hollywood people that can blackball you, you know, out of your job and not give you any work. I'm a person that gets whatever I get out of the mud. So if I wear a bitch out, that's what they just going to get right there on the spot. And I'm going to find work everywhere else. But this is her bread and butter. So, you know, I had a few questions like, ooh, I cringed a bit, but I was like, well, I'm going to stand behind my sister. If this happened to her at work, then this is what happened. You know, Funky, what you think about it? Um, my sentiments echo yours. Uh, the misgendering thing, um, I'm 100 in her favor for, you know, don't disrespect nobody at work, especially don't do it purposely, per on purpose, thinking that it's a joke or thinking that you're being cute or flippant when it's not. All right. So that, that's that on that. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not feeling this. Oh, I didn't get my way or things didn't pan out the way I want them to pan out at FX with Ryan Murphy and with, uh, uh, FX. So now I'm going to spray the tea and then I'm going to layer the tea with this transphobia piece to make it even worse. Did you know what I'm saying? To try to pile on how bad things are. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm just going to speak this. This goes out to my black boys. This goes out to my ballroom girls and this goes out to my trans girls. All right. And this goes out to the Nene Leakses of the world because she's another prime example of this. I'm sorry. It may sound unfair and it may sound like I'm being a good house Negro when I say this. We have not made it that far. We do not own enough in Hollywood for y'all to be coming out and spraying these people when y'all get mad that things did not go your way. Now, on a personal level, do I find and then Marvel came to you twice and you couldn't take those jobs because you were under under contract. On a personal level, I feel you and I understand your frustration. But on the business side of things, baby, nobody wronged you. That was called Hollywood. And I'm going to tell you something. Your ass was happy to sign that contract with that multi-year hold when you didn't have any other offers coming in. You thought this was the best damn thing since sliced bread. Then your celebrity rose a little bit. They chose not to use you. Now, all of a sudden, you're mad because you're under this contract that your ass was so happy to sign. Here's the reality of the situation, mama. That first contract, you didn't have to sign it. Or you could have negotiated. You could have negotiated. I, I don't want to be on hold for two or three years. And I know where you're getting ready to go, man. I know, I know you're getting ready to go. I knew you would have did the same thing. But no, you my point exactly. No, that, that, that's the point I'm making. I probably would have done the same thing. I have done the same thing. The only place where I differ is that to pan out, I would have put my big boy underwears on and understood that I signed the contract and this is the nature of the business I am trying to be in. So what did they held you? They had the right to hold you. And so what did they didn't use you? They don't have to use you. It's no different than when a record artist, a record label sign you and then they don't put no money into your record. You ain't the first that happened to and it, you won't be the last. But this may be the first and last big opportunity you get if this is how you go out. If you handle it, yeah. The I, moment I you really get mad with a, produ with a producer or a house, your first idea is to spray them and then try to leverage your position in the community to layer transphobia on top of it. Because that's what you did. 
You try to do something crafty and try to create this. Oh, he using us and he fosters a transphobic environment. And that ain't all what went on. Before I sit there and let you spray Ryan Murphy, you got to understand, we wouldn't even know who you was if it wasn't for no Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy, that white evangelical blue eye. I don't even know the man eyes is blue. He has single-handedly done more for the black and Latino trans community with, with polls than a lot of other people in Hollywood ever have and ever will. And we can't take that from him, sis. But I gotta fight you on that. Really what you want to do. I gotta fight you on that. Hold on. And really what you're going through, sis, is that you thought you had a seat at that table. Right. You thought you was one of them. You thought because they invited your ass to the polo matches and to the dinners and to the happy hours that you was one of them. And then you were quickly reminded, as so a lot of us are, that your ass ain't nothing more than an employee that ain't running. Feelings hurt. All right, yeah, Q. But hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, You got to say, say to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, y'all. This is getting so good. We got to go to commercial. Let's finish it when we get back. Come on, what you got, Patty? What's coming up next? Listen, before we hit the commercial break, I got to fight you on it a little bit. Lee Daniels actually led the way for all of that stuff to happen when he produced the hit show Star, where Amaya Scott was a lead transgender person and all the other black and brown and people that were a part of that show. You know, and they gave a lot of heavy spotlight to Ryan Murphy about their whole situation because they were, he, they were thinking he was doing something Baby, profound. We got to come back to this conversation. Yeah, we got to come back. We can finish it. But coming up next, guys, we're taking a trip to the swamps of Florida. And later, Latasha Scott is releasing her Christmas album. We're going to continue this conversation with Maddie and I when we come back. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TGIF. We was in a deep conversation, me and you, Funky, and Al, about the whole Angelica Ross situation. I wanted to say before I left that we gave a lot of praise to Ryan Murphy for polls and all of this stuff when Lee Daniels broke the ground for doing Empire. Lee Daniels broke the ground for doing Star. Now, quiet as is kept. And what the word on the street was that it was some silent beef in between those two producers right there. You ain't heard it from me, but there was a lot of inside stuff that was going on and it was some type of unseen rivalry that was going on. And so when Pose got all this big giant hoofla and stuff like that and Star was over there, Lee Daniels had broke the ground first. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, I, I can I can believe that he broke the ground first, but you can't ignore the fact that Ryan Murphy still had has done an amazing job of positioning pose to teach all of us in America and around the world the trans community and their and their issues, right? And their and their concerns. I and then American Horror Story, him continuing it was also a great platform to learn. I think for me, as it relates to Angelica. I don't want to diminish her feelings, but at the same time, I do question her timing. 
So like I'm 100% with Q. Once you didn't get it, now you want to spray. That to me doesn't feel comfortable. Not only doesn't feel comfortable, but I feel like it's limited because what happens when you spray, then you can put yourself out. And when you put yourself out, you limit yourself to continue to educate people like myself and the rest of us who are here watching these programs to learn about the transgender community, to learn and support the transgender actors and actresses. And once you get kicked out, as you all know of Hollywood, you don't no longer have the opportunity to do that anymore. And I just feel like she should have been just a tad bit smarter when it comes to that. All right. Whether good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always going to be overflowing with crazy news stories from the state of Florida. And that's why we're giving you the 411 in What the Florida? A 41-year-old Florida woman was found dead after an alligator was spotted with her body in its mouth. The sheriff's office identified the victim as Sabrina Peckman. Now, Funky, we both from Florida, child. What you got to say about this? She was bothering that alligator. <laughs> she was bothering that alligator. Anybody in Florida know them alligators don't bother nobody. Even when they come in your yard, they don't bother nobody. When them alligators come in our yard, we be like, oh, I'm sorry. I just tried to check the mailbox. You just go get the mail. We close it up. We don't even call animal rights on them people because if you leave them alone long enough, they'll leave and go back on to their way. That lady was messing with that alligator and he ate her ass, okay? And the fact that he didn't even eat her ass all the way up meant that he meant for her ass to die. He wasn't even eating her for food. He ate her ass all the way. It still found her. Look at her. Just leaking. Y'all gonna learn to lead this wildlife alone. And if Florida have to lead the way, then we gonna do that. Alligators is people too, and they have feelings. Leave the Florida alligators alone. First of all, let me just go ahead and jump because I'm a Florida girl too. Y'all always better let them dogs get it up and get you another dog. See, the whole thing about it is y'all be jumping in there trying to say them poodles and chihuahuas and them shits too. Let that alligator eat that dog up and go ahead on and get you another baby. Damn, you know what I'm saying? I really believe that Miss Peckman was down there trying to run out there and jump in the lake after her dog and that alligator wore her ass out. May she rest in peace. May she rest in peace. I'm going to eat some alligator bites down there to the um, Papa Dose. Papa Dose. Uh, 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 T.S. Madison, this is not the lady who was walking the dog. This was a homeless woman. This was a homeless woman that was down. <laughs> this is a homeless woman down in Florida. She didn't have a dog. But what she did do now, now uh, time and time again, is that she would trespass on the wetlands where the alligators were. And she also uh, had a wooded area, which she called her home, which was close to where the alligators were. Now, her daughter believes that when she was, you know, walking from the wetlands to back to the woodlands, that she was snatched up by the alligator because she went past the wetlands to get home and she wasn't paying attention. Now that's what the daughter thinks because we all know that unless you, or or I was thinking also maybe she could have been dead, she could have died or something because alligators really rarely attack humans. And if they do eat humans, it's usually because they're already dead, not because they're human and they're trying to eat them. So. I'm just sorry to hear this. I'm sorry that this woman is homeless, but her daughter did start a GoFundMe account. And if anybody would. Uh -uh. No, no, no. And see, this is the daughter fault. Because yeah. no way in hell you going to call me to get a statement 
and I'm going to tell you the route that my homeless mama took to get to right. her where she got ate up. And I'm residing somewhere with a phone line. That See, this story ain't even about the alligator. This is about elder abuse in relations. Correct. Oh, no. Most social... Her mother had... No, boy, her mother had mental issues. So we need more social workers. <laughs> we yes. need some social workers to the Redlands because now you got the animals out here eating up mentally ill people. Okay? And homeless at the same and, time. And the last story, we got Angelica Ross just trying to get the people to work, but the people can't get to work if they're in the stomach of the damn alligator. So we just try to... So, more social workers and mental health officers with the police is the answer to everything. <laughs> All right, y'all. In news about revenge, two siblings ages 10 and 11 drove off in their mother's car after she took away their electronic devices. The siblings were stopped by police on a Florida highway about 200 miles from their home. What y'all thoughts about this story? Come on, Al. Let me let you go first. Cause see, I can't start with Danny because we from Florida. We gonna have a lot of thoughts on <laughs> you. Come know, on, Al. A couple of things here. I gotta tell you, I was impressed with these two. I was impressed that a ten-year-old boy and eleven-year-old girl can drive three hours like they are going to a destination without there being any happenstance. That to me was very interesting. Like, how did that happen? Where were they going? Um, and also, I feel like the sibling dynamic was interesting because the boy was the driver and the woman was the, the co-pilot. Kind of like how, you know, father's daughter, I mean, father, mother, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But the thing that I didn't like, and I'm kind of glad that it's happening, is that they are being charged. And I hope they're being charged because this could have been a deadly accident because we don't know their driving skills. They could have gone on a highway. They could have gone down the wrong way because they don't know laws and, and directions and stuff like that. So I do hope that they are charged. And the other part is you got to remember that they were called as missing children when in fact that was a hoax. These kids actually stole their parents' car and drove away. And we know that 2.8 million kids go missing because of neglect or abuse of one or some other uh, reason. And this was a false alert. And I just don't like it when false alert and hoax occur because it really puts a, puts a strain on the system and its response and doing the right thing. God, they need a whooping. That's my take on it. They had needed, a, they needed their ass toe up. Because we would have got a whooping by some stuff like that. Ain't that right, Dineva? Damn sure is. And this is this other thing, Al, this is not the first time they've operated a vehicle. See, you're thinking about these 10 and 11-year-old city kids, these country kids. You know, in, in the country, because I got you from the country, Al, them fools been driving since they was nine. So they definitely <laughs> know how to, they, they know how to, you, they know how to drive stick shit. three hours, Q? They know how to drive track. Listen, if you could drive a tractor for 10 minutes, you could drive it for three hours. It's the same, it's the same principle. It's the same concept. And let me tell you something, they got alligators and mooses where they at. What's most scary? A car veering in your lane on 95 or a whole alligator right there, your foot hanging off the side of a, of a tractor. No kids ain't scared I'm of nothing. Gotta go to Florida. How about that? They, they, they need they ass whoop and their parents need to tell the truth. This ain't the first time that them parents took their car, them kids took their car, and it, that problem ain't start 
with them taking them electronic devices and them taking their car. The problem started, y'all waited till they got too old to start taking them damn electronic devices. And this how they acting out. There's never, I'm 40 years old and my parents both in the grave, but even now, I wouldn't go around there and take one of their cars without permission. Even if I was taking it to get an oil change and pay it off for them, I still Cause you would. Know, Cause you know you will get your ass towed up. Yes, they get exactly. That's right. All right, speaking of getting your ass toe up, a Miami jury convicted a nurse practitioner of defrauding Medicare, Medicare, y'all, of $200 million. Elizabeth Hernandez is accused of allegedly signing thousands of documents to send Medicare bills for genetic testing and orthotic braces. Baby, what is y'all thoughts on this, guys? That's what Florida for. Yeah. Florida is full of retirees. And if you're in the medical profession, for you to come down here, so for less fortunate people, this is Florida. We got the highest uh, uh, attendance of retirees down here. We also, let me tell you, got the highest percentage of ignorant ass uh, single parent, both male and female homes. On, on the welfare, on the Medicaid, okay? And both populations are primed for the taking. Or whatever. This is just what this is the whole reason why people get a government contract so they can fraud the hell out of the government. So y'all ain't finna shame Florida for this just because y'all late with the teeth. This, this is how the doctors down here. This big one on. This is how they read. Y'all don't understand this how the doctors. Going on. Baby, they down here doing, whole plastic, they doing plastic surgery on EBT. Y'all need to catch up. They were reading the LN baby. as a hot turkey. It be done. It be done with it. First of all, when I see her name Elizabeth Hernandez, I already knew it was a stunt. Do y'all not remember the Elian Gonzalez story? They of had course. Elian Gonzalez all the way down there from Cuba in the closet, girl. They had been holding Elian Gonzalez, baby. Yeah, SSI, Medicare, everything in, in Elian Gonzalez's name was taking care of that whole boy in exile down there in the closet. You, I don't expect anything less. That's when it comes to anything from Florida, because I already know it's a stunt, it's a show, it's a fraud, it is a scam already from Florida. And that lady last name Hernandez didn't make it no better. Cause how in the hell they get food stamps before the black folks do? I'm hushing. Go ahead, Al. Go ahead. Uh, only in Florida, but listen, I was gonna tell, I was gonna use uh funky saying, look, you hit that lick one time, one time, and did you stop? <laughs> But no, she had to hit the lick 300 times to the tune of $1.6 million. So she wanted a new car and she wanted jewelry and she wanted to renovate her house. Go on lavish trips. Now she got a whole trail of the FBI, multiple charges, all this, all this back pay she got to get back and all that mess. I'm like, Funky, hit that lick one good time. And then leave it alone, because if not, you're gonna tip off somebody, and they're gonna sit back in the they're gonna sit back in the cut until they get enough information to put your ass away for her in the to the tune of thirty years in what Funky called jail. Jail. <laughs> Child, speaking of hitting the lid, coming up next, Latasha Scott is getting ready into the holiday spirit, baby. Child, she coming out with a Christmas album, baby. And later, we have your tea fact of the day. Please stay tuned.
Welcome back, guys, to TGIF. Now, charging higher interest is how banks make more money, and they take a lot more of your hard-earned money if your credit score is just okay but not great. ScoreMaster, the new science in accelerating credit scores, puts you in control of your money, not the bank. Let's just say your credit score is 650 and you're borrowing uh, 500 grand to refi your home. Starting at ScoreMaster could save you over 75 grand in interest over the life of your loan or more. That 75 grand is your money, not the bank's. That's the genius behind ScoreMaster, especially now that soaring interest rates. It only takes a minute to get started and you can add 30 to 100 points on your credit file, depending on your situation. So before you apply for any loan, auto lease, or credit, start at ScoreMaster. Visit scoremaster.com slash T to try ScoreMaster for free. That's right, free. Visit scoremaster.com slash T. That's scoremaster.com slash T. Now, Al, I know that you've been, you know, on the ScoreMaster journey because Claudia and I have come on here and talked about it. What's your take on ScoreMaster thus far? You know, I love the fact that if you follow ScoreMaster, they believe that 61 uh, points is the average credit score increase that you can get from using ScoreMaster. And also, there are 20 average days for the credit score increase to be reported, which is incredible if you're trying to, like UQ, um, qualify for a home or qualify for a car or trying to qualify for something that you need for your home. So I think it's perfect. And guys, you know, I made it no secret. I've used ScoreMaster. I, you know, had relatively decent credit, but even taking the small tips, payment tips, and um, hints that they've given me has helped increase my score dramatically. So I definitely think you guys should try out ScoreMaster. If your credit's bad, if your credit's good, if you're looking to maintain or make another purchase in the future, you definitely may want to give ScoreMaster a try at first. Promotional consideration is furnished by ScoreMaster. Now let's get back to some more topics and y'all would give me the messy ass topic because y'all know i love wearing her <laughs> yeah. style, and we don't want to hear no announcements from this heifer until she announced the thirty thousand dollar tour that she going on to get tamika scott her money but the type scott recently announced y'all not that she found tamika scott money but she announced her new holiday album she said album. the album is titled this christmas wrapped with love and the project was probably paid for allegedly with some of Tamika money, allegedly, all right? This project comes just months after her long-standing feud with her sister, Tamika Scott. Now, Madison and Al, we're going to start with you, Madison. Knowing that this lady owed this money, is you here for this new album, Madison? I mean, the last al album went Lumina 4, didn't it? Double it Lumina went Lumina. I don't know if it went 4, but it definitely went Lumina. We have to check it. Girl, first of all, I had watched that show and I only watched this show because you had been dragging that lady up and down, up and down the street. And God was like, God, let me go over here and watch this show. And when I got into it, I was like, get pay that lady her money. Get that lady back her money. Now, I, I now listen, they always say me and Latasha Scott look alike. You know, then we had ran into each other in public and I did a side by side and they thought that we was cousins or whatever. But, you know, I... I personally feel like, girl, before you get into making the Christmas album, get this Lumina 4 album up to at least plastic plates and, girl, bring your sister back her money because y'all got it. I want to hear her saying, though, but I, I just want to pay her sister back her money. That's yeah. my thought. Um, I disagree with both of you guys. This is how she can she can kill two birds with one, one stone. Um, 
All she need to do, Latasha, you need to actually hire me as your brand strategist. I think if you had come on here, what I thought would have been smart was to say, hey, I would like to do a Christmas album and I would like to make amends with my sister. And what I would like to do is I would like to create these songs about mending and love and, and getting back into family setting. Because I think the six songs are supposed to have something to do with all that, talking about hope, talking about forgiving and about love. And all she had to say was, I would like to do this to, to right the wrong for my sister and the proceeds, right? The priority or the proceeds would go back to paying my sister off first. That's how I would have done it. And I promise you, everybody would have rallied around this album in order to see and hear it, in order to make sure that she does the right on the wrong that she had done her sister. She's simply putting a foot forward saying, here, let's use my talent, let's use my album, let me make a wrong right, let me use the proceeds to pay for my pay my sister back so that she and I can get back on the tour, return to us doing what we do best, and that's making great move, music in the group and i think we all would have saw through it to your point we would have accepted it and al before we go to commercial the only way that what you suggested would work would require tamika i mean i'm sorry would require latasha and rocky to admit fault and they are just unwilling to do that i have never seen somebody double down on dumb and double down Scott doing this. Y'all keep talking about protect black women and we need to rally around each other and be there for them. Latasha Scott, y'all, is somebody who we need to be rallying around. Y'all too busy over here giving all y'all energy to Blueface and Krishan. And to be quite honest with you, Latasha Scott, in my opinion, is just in an over 40 version of the same damn relationship. That man got that man got her mind so damn screwed up. And you know what? We give Rocky so much heat. Maybe that man don't have her mind screwed up. Maybe she just a screwed up ass individual. But for you to do what you did, try to leverage the group to come out with your own project, that didn't work. You lost your sister in the process, that didn't work. And then for you to try to force feed music down our throat again in an attempt that that will work, you are blind and somebody is purposely holding the blinders over your face. What part of our rebuttals and the, the tone that you're getting from your audience does not register with you that don't nobody want no music from you. We want check stubs. We want return copies of checks that are going back to your sister saying that y'all have paid her back the money. And with that being said, there's nothing else left to say. Keep it locked because we're coming up next. We have your tea fact for the day and later. Yo, did you say dumb? <laughs> and later on. These your text messages. <laughs> you mean to tell me these your text messages shut right up, here? Man. Shut up. And later on, y'all, <laughs> Sexy Red is releasing a provocative lip gloss, which is what we need. Stick around, y'all. Yes, God, honey, baby, when I tell you these alcohol is kicked in on me, welcome back to TGIF. We can all agree that social media tends to resurface some of the most fandom, random facts of pop culture history. So it's only fair that we unpack those facts in our tea fact of the day. Sexy 
Celine Dion is a powerhouse singer that's known for vocalizing the theme song from the film Titanic, My Heart Will Go On. But did you know that the singer wasn't excited to record the song in the first place? A few years ago, Celine told Andy Cohen, it didn't appeal to me. I probably was very tired that day. I don't know. Very tired. Are y'all surprised? And can you guys imagine any other artist singing such a powerful song? I know I can. The incomparable Whitney Elizabeth Houston. And that's just for me. What y'all think? Whitney could have did it. Um, as, as I'm racing to my mind, Patty definitely could have did it. I'm just sitting no, here no. thinking of artists whose voice Whitney. would have to be cemented with a battle. I said Whitney. Whitney could have did Whitney, it. Whitney, but you said Patty. Was Whitney no. alive when this happened? Because you know she had a little problem. And, and, and let me add part two to that. Was she alive and working? Or sober enough Child, to work? I'm not doing this with you, Donnie, because we're not going to do I no can't believe, I can't believe that Celine didn't feel the love the first go-round, because you hear a lot of artists say this, that, you know, they didn't like it the first time they heard it. Uh, what's the song out right now that I didn't like? It's a, uh, well, it, bongos. I didn't like Bongos, but now they play it so much on the radio, I kind of like it. Now, so music is just like that sometimes. You have to hear it more than once. Al? I thought we were talking about artists who heard great songs that they ended up creating that they didn't like in the beginning. So I'm going to talk on to that. So, you know, Tony Braxton didn't like Unbreak My Heart. And that ended up being 10 million copies sold worldwide. It ended up being number one billboard uh, for 12 weeks. She ended up being the most successful female um, at that time with her song that she didn't like. And Celine Dion didn't like My Heart Would Go On. It, it sold 18 million copies. Second best-selling single by a woman in music history. Best-selling single of all times. And the world best-seller single in 1998. And the best part is it was directed by a black man, Billy Woodruff was the video director of this. How incredible is that? So it happens, it happens. Artists hear things, don't know how it's gonna go, end up recording it, and it ends up being extremely successful. And Tony Braxton and, Dion, and, and Celine Dion are just two examples of the many. I would have loved to hear Tony Braxton saying, uh, I'm excuse me, uh, Patti LaBelle saying, Unbreak My Heart. But anyway, let's get back to some topics. Now, the rapper Sexy Red is in the process of dropping a new lip gloss, and I must say the flavors are a bit explicit. The rapper told Interview Magazine, I got all different flavors. Bleak juice, booty hole brown, bleak pink, sex on my period, gonorrhea, yellow discharge, and nut. Are y'all here for this line, guys? I'm so get I'm so tired of getting cussed out by these under thirties and these under forties. I, I, I y'all think I be joking or I be showing up to work with an apathetic attitude when it comes to these stories. And I know that y'all be wanting me to sit here and say something so profound and funny, and I can't. I had a friend I had a friend call me and say, "Q, you need to do a better job of acting like you want to be there." when these stories come on because, or just say something, cause it looked like you just. I'm trying my hardest y'all when it comes to these Krishan stories and these sexy red stories. I am a man of a certain age. I was raised a certain way. 
And yeah, y'all may take exception with some of my funny and my X-rated and my radical ways at times, most of which are anecdotes. I hope y'all can tell by now. But I just can't get behind this, y'all. I can't. I can't support Black women in this. I, I, I can't find a way to manipulate my mind to, to figure out some type of way to not okay. I'm sorry. I hate Black women. I, I want to be one. I'm mad I ain't got no uterus. Sexy Red should have never been a thing. She just should have uh, never been a thing. She shouldn't have. Daniva, I have to totally disagree with you with that because, you know, that's just like saying that we all black and we want color. You know, we got our ratchet. We got our turned up. We was young. You know, I'm 46. You know, say so you 35, girl. You know, you 10 years younger than me, girl. But in uh, our time, we did our win. Win. That man ain't no 35. I know. I'm just, she, she was saying. <laughs> I'm just talking about He is closer to 45 time. than he is 35. You better stop playing on my good ass internet. But, 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 but listen, but, but for real though, we had our time. We had look him. We had Trina pull over the ass too fat. You know, we had these things and I just don't personally feel like that, like, you know, that we should just skip over the time that we had. Let these young girls have their time. You know what I'm saying? We was ratchet too. And you know what? I'm going to let them have it just like I'm going to let us have this break, y'all. So coming up, find out why Tamika Mallory and Yandy Smith are offering their support uh, to Krishan Rock. See you shortly. It's a damn shame, y'all. We just going to hell. Yes, ma'am, soulmates, welcome back. Now, Tamika Mallory and Yandy Smith are offering to support Krishan Rock after she was spotted in Walmarts with her baby's head dangling from her carrier. Now, guys, what are your thoughts on this? Krishan also mentioned that her son needs hernia surgery after Blueface revealed their son's condition in an interview. What's y'all thoughts, guys? Dineva, come on. I'm just going to go ahead and recuse myself from this because there's just nothing positive I have to say. I think that's going to be my new position when it comes to stuff like this. If those of y'all who have been following me long enough, y'all know how I feel about this situation. Yandy and Tamika, you know, I always ride for y'all because y'all ride for Black women, but I just feel like there are just other causes out there that need y'all's attention and y'all platform much larger than this one. This woman got a whole network behind her called the Zeus Network that has made millions upon millions of dollars off her back. Surely if she's having some single mother struggles, Lemmy and Natalie Nunn and the girls over at Zeus, they know a whole lot about being single mamas over there. They can pull up a pamper parade for her or give her the resources that she needs. Go ahead, y'all. Go ahead, go ahead and help. Good luck. I, I, I just... I'm so I'm just sorry, y'all. I'm confused. All right. So I, I like the fact that Tamika, Mallory and Yandy are saying, hey, if you need help as a mother, we know it's overwhelming. We can help you. But what I think Tamika and Yandy are missing is that this toxic behavior and this toxic relationship that she's in is what pays her. I just found out that she purchased Christian just purchased a two million dollar house in the valley. She just purchased a $2 million in the house in the valley and she's laughing all the way to the bank because it's this toxic relationship and it's this toxic behavior that's getting her all this coverage that's getting her paid. So what, what benefit does she have to change that? 
what benefit does she have to like to to accept the support from people like Tamika Mallory and Yandy Smith? Does she want their help? I think that is the biggest issue because every time I see Christian in church, Krishan in church, she's surrounded by her family members. She's got a nice group that's always around her, helping her and supporting her. And I can imagine that those are the same people that are supporting her in 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 this situation. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not sure if she wants to change this behavior. Because, well, I got you got 15 seconds. What you think? I got one word: CPS. Yeah. Why? I'll never, I'll never wish that on nobody. But after the way that baby was seen, if y'all gonna call CPS on Blueface for asking the child is he gay, then I definitely think CPS is warranted if she walking with that newborn baby with the neck all flopping around and flopping out like it was. And where's the hernia coming from? Where's the hernia coming from? That's a whole nother story. We'll have to give you that story tomorrow. Madison, go ahead and close us out, girl. Hey, kids, have a kid. I want to thank my co-host, Al Riddles, and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. Soulmates, thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Fox Soul Face Off. See you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow, soulmates. Soulmates.